evening and welcome to another episode of Ivy Matters. Tonight I'll be joined by another special guest, Andy, and tonight we'll be discussing the 1984-5 and 1985-6 season, discussing all things Highbury, reminiscing. I think the teams are in the tunnel. Kick off soon, so let's go. <laughs> Good evening, Andy. How are you? Evening, Melvin. I'm very well, thank you. And yourself? You're not too bad. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Right. I mean, it's a question I ask everyone to start with. Um, when did you support Arsenal? And sometimes we always ask ourselves this question when it's not going too well. Why? <laughs> okay. Well, I was born into an Arsenal family. My dad um, lived in Stoke Newington as a youngster. And um, he was born 1933. Um, so he didn't go before the war and he couldn't go during the war because they were playing. Oh, right. So that was it. I mean, was it just your father or the whole family? Well, like, are, we, are we still there? I thought we, there was a little bit of a glitch there. All right. Um, so, so uh, yeah, so my dad uh, started going after the war and then uh, I've got an older brother who's 10 years older than me. My dad started taking him in the 60s. He got the bug, um, saw a little bit of success, and then I was born in 67. So I don't remember too much about Arsenal before about 1974, 75. I, I can remember that my, you know, my brother and my, and my sister as well, to a degree, were, were big Arsenal fans. Um, but it was 1975 that um, I really got bitten by the bug. My uh, my brother took me to a reserve team game at the end of 74, 75. But again, I wasn't particularly interested. It was the beginning of 75, 76. My dad and my brother took me to see us play Norwich at the beginning of the season. And that was it. I was completely and utterly hooked. You know, we, we watched the first that game from the North Bank and it was uh, an evening game. So we, we walked oh, up yeah. the steps and, and up the back. And then you look down one of the, the gangways and then you've got the floodlights on the pitch and it was like such an amazing green for a start. And I, I knew a fair amount of the players, but some, something happened during that summer. I don't know what it was, but I started to learn about the players. And, and even now, back then and even now, I've got this obsessive personality. So once I found one or two of the players, I knew all of them. And so, so like by the, the yeah, in November or December, I knew all the first team players, but I also knew who all the reserve team players wow. were and, and loads of youth team players, names just through flicking through the programs and going through them all the time, picking up little bits. Um, yeah, and then since then, I've never, ever wavered at all. It's been full on. Well, let's face it, Andy, if you wavered or went somewhere else, it's like changing religion, isn't it, to a degree? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think of everything that changes throughout your life. You, you know, you get married. Luckily, I've only been married the once. Yeah, I've got a lovely wife. But you know, <laughs> people get married and they get divorced, yep, and yep. they change jobs. But your football club stays with you all your life, doesn't it? Exactly. I mean, also going to the early seventies, perhaps a bit earlier than that, there wasn't any color, not a lot of color television around. So a lot of people didn't realise that the grass and football grounds were green. Not that there wasn't a lot around, actually, Andy, was there? Let's face it. No, no. Yeah. But yeah. I, I remember watching the first FA Cup final in colour. I was in, I used to do car washing on a Sunday with a pal of mine. And uh, one of the, our customers said, you watching a cup final next week? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, come round here. I've got a colour television. So we both went round there on, on the Saturday, just before kickoff. And... When the television came on and it opened up, you saw the green grass of Wembley. It was yeah. like, wow. Because, you know, you only saw, if you actually went to Highbury at the beginning of the season, you saw green grass for a couple of minutes, didn't you? Then it yeah. all went on. <laughs> but to see it on television, colour, the cup final, mm -hmm. which I've never seen before, it was like amazing. That was the Man City Cup final. I think they beat Leicester 1-0. Right, yeah. Uh, wow, that was fantastic. I mean, with Highbury, 
And you, I mean, did you go to many away games in the 70s and 80s? Uh, in, in funny enough, the seasons we're going to talk about is when I started going to away games. Right. Yep. Well, when you started going to away games, did you realise how, you probably liked it, but did you realise how great Highbury was when you put it in respect to all the other grounds you went to? Oh, how yeah. different it was? So many I, ways. I, definitely, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't much to, that could match Highbury, certainly not for the, the, the East and the West Stands. You know, Manchester United had a big ground, a big, big ground, and but yeah. it was it was just like um, not not too different from what the make the big stadiums are now. Just this big round thing, and it, there was no character to it. No. But, um, but and also at Highbury, because we lived so close. I, I lived we lived um, up first off in Queen's Drive, but then we moved to Brownswood Road. So we were. Is that where the library near the library? Yeah. Yeah, just a, there's an, a big housing estate across from the library, so we yeah. lived there, uh, and it was a ten-minute walk to the stadium. So during the school holidays, me and my mates, we would go down to Highbury and wait for the players to come in. They used to train yeah. back then, and we get their yeah. autographs, and, yeah. and we do this like three or four times during the summer. And they, the players would say, "Haven't I already given you my autograph?" <laughs> on that page, I want it on this page now. So uh, yeah, we we'd go. Yeah, and muck about around there as well. I used to go. I used to go with my my uncle, two of my uncles, my father and a cousin or two. Used to go all packing one car, and sometimes a friend of mine was just packing the car and go to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And when we used to go, we used to come up Casanova Road. I don't know if you know Casanova Road. Yeah, yep. Come up that, go all down the back, and finish up, go up to come to Brownswood Road, right? Yeah. And we used to call that the twist. Me and my yep. little cousin, because you used to go yep. right, left, right, left, right, left before you get to Avenel Road. We used to park it, yeah. it, not in Avenel Road, but the road just before Avenel Road. Right. And so that's how I know Browser. We used to go past it. We knew when we passed that library, we were like minute seconds away. That's so it, it yeah. Great feeling. You were nearly there. Not only we had quite a travel, the, the, the journey probably took us half an hour, you know, right. but even so, being kids, you didn't have much patience. You know, you wanted to get there. You want to go. Yeah. You were looking forward to it all week from school, from the minute. The game finished you're looking forward to the next home game yeah so me that well growing up it was like i couldn't wait but it had something about it the ground and i've spoke obviously spoken about this before to other guests there's something special i know we're biased obviously we're biased but it doesn't make us wrong at andy we can still be right yeah how yep. great that stadium was the big yeah perhaps sometimes we didn't have big crowds because we weren't playing well but i suppose all clubs are like that but you yep. when you used to go up the stairs did you feel you were like entering like Something special like a, or like a, like a church or a synagogue or a mosque or something. You're at, you're something where it's That's like it. so all your dreams. You know, you pray all the time. You know, you tell me you don't go to pray like you do um, the places I've mentioned, but you want your prayers to be answered. It's that type yeah. of place. This is it. This is where yeah. it's all going to happen. It's going to either happen for me here today or it's not. And that's what it was like. Yeah, so we'd go in the North Bank. My brother would, my, my dad didn't come to many games early on. He got fed, he, he'd lost the bug for it quite a few years before. Uh, and he just came along for that first game just to make sure I was okay. And, but my brother used to take me, he's 10 years older than me. And it was, yeah, um, it, he, he would, we'd go in through the North Bank turnstiles and he would jib me over the turnstiles as a lot of people did. You know, I hope the Arsenal are going to come back to us now yeah, for a little yeah. bit of extra money. <laughs> but standing at the bottom of them steps at the North Bank and you can look up and you can see the top of the steps, but you can't see what's over. And it's that expectation of walking up there and, and knowing what's over there. But it, yeah. you still got that bit of excitement going, I know what's over there and just waiting to get up there. It, it was even good for me. I started off going... Well, first of all, when I was very small, my, parent, my, my father used to, my uncle used to put me over the top, like the turnstile, give the gears yep. a half or whatever, put me, get me over, no problem. But when I got a bit older and I couldn't do that, I used to go into the schoolboy enclosure, you know, that is where the players used yeah. to come out. Yep. And then, when I was a bit older again, they used to let you through to the North Bank. Yeah, yeah. So that's why yep, I used we, to we, go to the North Bank from then. It was, yep. I mean, oh, it was wonderful times. It was, it was, it was absolutely wonderful. The... Even though we weren't very good for a lot of the time, it was still no. a great place to go to and a great feeling. Yeah, well, when you look at the first season I went, 75-76, it was probably our worst season, certainly our worst season since the war, and um, probably for many years before the war. But I just couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. You know, and, it, you know, and we, we played rubbish. I remember at one point 
we we had a couple of wins towards the end of the season and we dragged ourselves up to 13th place in the table and I was absolutely ecstatic we're up to 13th <laughs> yes <laughs> the funny thing was that 75 6 time that was where the era of all the double year had all been coming to get an older together the one yep. hadn't sold Bertie me and they're mm-hmm. just about coming to the ends of their career or if not the end coming to the not at the top put it that way where they can yep. do it at the top level for arsenal anymore or that's top right for the top club they just you know they were playing some of these guys were like they've been playing non-stop for 10 years and it has an effect i'm um, especially years ago when these get kicked a lot of the players i mean really yep. kicked they're not like they, they didn't roll around then because they they couldn't they were kicked <laughs> they <laughs> yes. just like lay there it was you know but so it was so different that time. Yeah, I mean, we were so, we thought it was 70, what we run double in 70, 71, 71, two, got the final again. The next year that we nearly won the league and then it all dropped off. It all seemed to happen together. I don't yeah. think it was just age. I think it was just a, it was just the mentality of it. Or I think, I think there was a few stale ones there with all due respect. Yeah, I, I think Don Howe leaving after 70, 71 didn't help either. No, no. Yeah. he went to West Brom, didn't he, as manager? That's it. Yeah, he took him down he, the following the season after, didn't he? His second right. season there, he took him down. But if, if you look at Don Don Howe, when he became Arsenal's first team coach um, during the 60, beginning of the 67-68 season after Dave Sexton left. So that season, we reached the League Cup final in his first season as coach. Uh, I unfortunately lost to Leeds. Then we lost to Swindon the following year in another final. Yeah, went to the 69-70, we reached another final. We won the Fairs Cup. 70-71, we won the double. So in his first four years as being coach, we, we got to four finals and won the league. Then he left, and we didn't get to another final until 77-78, by which time he came back. That was his first season back under Terry Neal. And I, then didn't, we, I, I should have known that, but I didn't realise the continuity of it. I didn't realise. Yeah. yeah, and obviously we didn't play three FA Cup finals. And a, yeah. and a cup winners' cup final in four years, in three years. Look, when we won the double in seventy seventy one, he was a very good manager, man manager. Thirty, mm. he wasn't a coach. He needed no, one hand next to him. It was it was it was a great match. It was opposites attract, and that's what it was. They just seemed to fit together perfectly. Yeah. But with Don Howe, you couldn't. He used to play for West Brom, and they're going to make yeah. him manager. It was a very big. I mean, it must have hurt him to leave, but he had no choice, really, did he, in all fairness? He didn't know how long Bertie Mee was going to be there for. That's right, yeah. And Bertie Mee was there for another five years, wasn't he? So Don Howe was never yeah. going to uh, become manager. And, and if, if Don Howe had stayed and they maintained a bit more success, then Mee might have been made have stayed on longer and Howe would have stayed as coach. But like you say, you bought your team, go and manage them. Who's going to turn that down? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He was such, yeah, he, that was his true, true to begin with at that time, though he was our coach for a, a number of years, West Brom was in his heart to begin with. I'm sure that changed after he was with Arsenal <laughs> a couple of times, two or three times. Right. So um, going, so six, 74, five, you say your first season, let's take it a couple of years later to give you more chance. Who were your favourite players? Um, Liam Brady. <laughs> you know, oh. everyone says it, but there's no, oh. <laughs> <I can't, laughs> he was, he, and, and Malcolm McDonald as well. Yeah. What I, a short I, career he had with us though, Malcolm. I know, I know. Uh, so, it was um, so tragic, wasn't it? The fact that he came to us, he scored all them goals in the first season, he scored a load in the second season, and then he's got this knee injury. Today, you know, they, they might have been able to do something with him and, and kept him going, giving him a few more years, but he was like unbelievable, you know, coming in. I know... Yeah, the season 75, 76, I'm comparing him with. But he just came in and he, he was like a, a bundle of energy. He was really fast and he'd get his head in there. And it, it was superb watching him play. The thing is, uh, Andy, that, that they used to, I remember somebody used, a few people might use to, to say what it was like to explain. And they used the expression swashbuckling. That was perfect for yeah. him. He was yeah, that was him. That is yeah. what it was. If you never saw him play, you said, Mount McDonald's will swash back in the centre forward. You go, I've got it. I know exactly what he does. And that yeah. is what he did. Amazing. He was strong. He was direct. He could yeah. control the ball. He was like, I know it's not quite the same, but it reminded me because he wasn't a tall centre forward. 
He was great on the deck. He reminded me to a degree of Joe Baker. Right. And to me, he re reminds me of Ian Wright going the other way. Yeah, oh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but he, he didn't mind shooting, did he, over Mark McDonald? Didn't mind having yeah. a go. Yeah. yeah. And he was, uh, some days, he was unplayable. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and, he, and, you know, like I say, he put his head in. So, I've, you know, I see a couple of uh, diving headers that he put in, and he's only like a couple of feet off the ground. And he said, yeah. he's, he did look at the ball, and that's mine. Boom. And he'd be in there. I mean, also, um, going back to Liam Brady, I mean, he was, again, he didn't have a long, he wasn't with us a long time in the first team. Though he was a, a he came through the ranks in the first yeah. team. I think it was about three or four seasons, wasn't it? Uh, he made his debut in 73, 74, and he left in 79, 80. So he probably had about six and a half seasons with us. But he wasn't full. I mean, he didn't get in the team and stay there when he first came in, did he? Yeah. Well, not not in not in seventy three seventy four but no. seventy four seventy five he was uh, he was first about four season. seasons then yeah yeah he, uh, he was yeah. different yeah. and also I became enamoured to him because he came to our school uh, to do a trophy presentation you know and I was I, that must have been during that first around about seventy six and there I am eight nine years old and there's my hero turned up at my school. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, you know, yeah, you, when you do meet the players, uh, you, you, you like to take a, a double take, don't you, sometimes? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I will admit, I got a little bit emotional at the time, and there might have been a little tear in my eye. <laughs> Liam Brady in my school. <laughs> what were your, um, we're going to go to the other seasons soon, obviously, but yeah, were yeah. your, any other, apart from that, that's those two seasons, and any favourite? moments at Highbury and, and favourite matches if you like you, you can split it or put it together right. whatever you like um, uh, let's think so uh, so, so uh, 1980 we moved away we moved up to, out to Chesham so I, was, I saw quite a lot of games up until you know sort of uh, February 1980 and then from then up until uh, the beginning of 1983-84, I only saw a couple of games at Highbury. I just couldn't get there. You know, my, mm. my, my brother had moved out. He was living in, in Finchley. We were up in Cheshunt. My dad wasn't that really bothered about it. Uh, my next door neighbour took me to one game. Um, so there was a, you know, but I was lucky that in three seasons that I missed were, were pretty poor. Mm -hmm. um, but but for, for games at Highbury, you know, I think everyone chooses pretty much the same ones, like the, the Everton League Cup semi-final, 87-88. And the atmosphere was absolutely oh. electric there. Did Perry Grove score? That was it, yeah. Yeah. That's the Perry Grove one, yeah. Bloody, yeah, yeah, that was. I remember that. That was, a, I think, had we done the job in at Goodison Park, though? Before I that? think we had, yeah. I can't, I can't remember all the details of it, but I'm pretty certain we had, and yeah. But there was fifty odd thousand there. I think John yeah. Sperling might have mentioned it. That um, we had three, we had three games quite close together. The Man United game in the FA Cup, and uh, I think it might have been Forest in the FA Cup when they knocked us out, and they were all over fifty thousand, which were unusual attendances mm -hmm. at the time. Um, uh, and perhaps the other ones were towards the end of ninety seven, ninety eight, when we won the double. I had a season ticket up in the North Bank upper tier, and. I can't remember what it, what game it was. It was probably three or four from the end of the season. And we could see that we're, we're getting closer and closer. And the, the, the atmosphere, it was generally quiet there, but it started to ramp up. And I can't remember who we beat. It might have been someone like when we beat, I think we beat Newcastle about 4-0, didn't we? And Vieira scored a... He was going to crack it from outside the box, he scored it. Yeah. And we stood up to, to cheer. And then all of a sudden... I thought, oh, this feels a bit funny. And what was the, the, the top tier was actually bouncing. People no. from the other stands were saying, yeah, we saw it. And you can actually, they could actually visibly see the top tier standing. And it was a very weird feeling. It's probably, you know, what, what like an earthquake feels like, yeah. you know, but obviously not as extreme. But, you know, that, that and every game after that seemed to be exactly the same, getting that weird sensation of the, the top tiers rocking away. I mean, that season was amazing. I mean, when you think about it, the, the, there's always defining moments in a, in a season and in a game. Yep. But when we um, beat Manchester United away over mass scoring, 
that yeah. was when you you dare to believe that was it yeah Before you dare to believe it you know it's even a bit like now we don't dare to believe at the moment but no we know what you know we've we got a long way to go. Yeah. We can go all the way i'm not even sure hopefully we can but i'm i'm not even going there but <laughs> that was the time we beat united away and they were our only rivals so i think after that game it was in our own hands and we were playing so well that and united were well ahead of us to start with during that season yeah. during the season so we caught them we had the momentum and you can it went like that all of a sudden momentum changed and we thought right now we've not long to go, as you say, might be four or five games to go at Highbury. We thought we can believe. Yep, you know, yeah. We dare to believe. So, yeah, that was a great, great time. I mean, that was the, um, was that the year? Did he make his debut that year, Vieira? Or was it the year before? I think it was the year before. Wasn't That's it? the year before, yeah. yeah. That was, a, that was amazing when he came on the sub. We all talk mm. about it. This yeah, well, I wasn't guy. there for that one, though. But... Oh, yeah, I went to that one. And this gangly guy came on. And I'd heard about him. A mate of mine told me about him because he was playing for the reserves quite a bit. So we've got this guy, he's unbelievable. And the first thing he does, he let the ball go under his foot. <laughs> and, if, and I just thought, this guy, he's, he's, you could tell just something, and all of a sudden he just clicked, and that was it. Different class, yeah. different class. So, I mean, favourite other, apart from foot, any other funny moments at hybrid did you have? Did you get ever to go to a game late, for example? Um, oh, oh, well, 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 I don't expect you to get there late. There's no excuse. No, well, quite the opposite my brother had a, a group of mates that you know we went with but because he was 10 years older than me he'd started drinking so oh, they right. would go in in the pub the brownswood pub across the road from where we lived which and back then the pubs used to shut at three o'clock so he used to go in there and he'd finish his finish drinking at sort of like three o'clock and then come and pick me up <laughs> so we, i invariably missed the first 10 minutes of every game that season and we know I'd come away thinking, oh God, we've lost that game one nil, and get home and find out it was one all because we'd scored in the first ten minutes. You see, Andy, what you need, what you needed then is what we get now, which we don't need now, is they tell us to score at half time or full time, which I yeah. can't quite understand. When they tell us, oh, didn't we know that? Did we actually draw? I didn't realise that. <laughs> so that, that's why that, but that's quite funny because you would have needed it then. Coming yeah, late. yeah, yeah. Was one the one game that we did get uh, my fault we got there late i left my son was playing football in the morning and we went on the train to get to the ground and um, basically i left me season tickets in the car at the car park where we played football so i go all the way back and it was the game where we played manchester united and Vieira scored that not Vieira, and elka scored that stunner but it's one up and we've beaten three two yeah. So we were, but I wasn't too upset. All right, I missed the first goal, but at least we scored it. So don't mind about that. Yeah. One, one thing that I did that I did do when I was, I must have been about nine or ten. So it must have been about seventy-six. That was probably about more like seventy-seven, seventy-eight. As I mentioned, we used to go down to the ground during the school holidays, and, and catch the players as they went in. But sometimes the uh, the gates at the clock end were left open because okay. they were like doing stuff, maintenance work. And um, we'd, tr we'd, we'd go and look through the gates and you know, see if we could see the players training on the pitch. But we never really had the, the guts to, to go any further than that. And then one day, there was this other boy there that we, we didn't know. And me and him went in. And we went in the clock end. We went up the steps. Yeah. And we could see them, watch them training on the, um, on the Highbury pitch. And... We just carried on walking down. We walked to pitch side and then we walked all along the pitch into the and sat in the dugouts and watched the players training. And in the, no. in the dugouts, in the dugouts were Willie Young's kids. Willie Young had brought his kids in with him. How did you know that? They had ginger hair and they were hitting the ball. They they told we, we did they did have ginger hair and as I did at the time as well. But when we asked them who they were, they said, Oh, that's Willie Young's our dad. So um we probably got away with it because they thought, oh, it must be another one of Willie Young's kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the best bit was, you know, the, they, they're kicking balls around and one's come, you know, been kicked into touch and picked up, uh, gone out and picked the ball up and thrown it back to David Price. And we, we just sat there watching them play and no one challenged us. It was absolutely brilliant. 
So he had the guts to do it and he got away with it. This is, yeah, yeah. Like, this is Terry guy, he's been on the channel, great bloke. Look at this, <laughs> look what he's doing. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. Remember seeing Terry Mancini, his only goal for Arsenal. I was the first time I stood in the clock end. It was against Wolves, and that that goal kept us up that season, guaranteed us staying up. Really? Yeah. I don't remember. I, mean, I thought I thought he scored another goal for us. I'm probably wrong. Where we were like six nil up, he scored a goal from a corner. And he's running around like he would run the league, but obviously that's not my memory playing tricks. No, he probably an own goal. One. Maybe it was an own goal. He didn't realise. Yeah, probably. Mark can see brought in guys. Yeah. Well, we did a lot of that, Mark. In all fairness, didn't we? And mm-hmm. we did a lot of that. We we brought a lot of English players. That were, sorry, international players, English and international. That again were not quite never quite fulfilled their form with us that they had for their previous clubs. Mm-hmm. We're going to a few soon, but I mean, I'm talking about something like obviously Hudson. He was, I love watching Hudson. All right. He didn't reach the pinnacle. He was at Chelsea was his pinnacle, right? We bought him. Yeah. But Steve w- Williams was a great player. Steve Williams. Yeah. yeah loved him. He was unbelievable. Great. And good for, very good for us, but not yep. the same level. You know, there's a few like that. Mariner, we had him a bit later. Yeah. 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 yeah we, I mean that was Don Howe used to has booked bought a few of those. Yep. Yep. So. But now let's talk about the four five season, young man. Yep. Uh, let's talk oh. about that. I'm gonna go through a couple of games and see if you remember mm-hmm. them. You, you might remember them and what happened. Now then, um we got to the four I'll, I'll probably rem- I'll probably remember these games a lot, lot better than any that we've even played this season. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, one of them things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true, true. Right, come, we come fourth. Sorry, we come seventh in the league, and as I said, come fourth in the FA Cup. We had our goal scorers. You know our best goal, our top goal scorers was that season. It was spread between four Eight people. Four. I would say Charlie Nicholas. Yes. Tony Woodcock. Yes. One that you probably wouldn't expect, Ian Allinson. Brilliant. Yes, I wouldn't expected that. And the other one, I'm going to go for early season form, Brian Talbot. Fantastic. They all three of those got ten goals each, league goals yep. this is, and Charlie Lucas got nine. Now then, we talk. Now this is where it got a bit funny. I remember I didn't go to this game, but it, I think it was a bank holiday or something. I was in the car with my brother-in-law, my wife, and his wife, and he's a Spurs support, my brother-in-law. So, mm-hmm. and we we're driving somewhere, some place for a couple of days off, and we played York City in the FA Cup, and the game was on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I listened to, I think it was it Williams. Yeah, Steve Williams gave away a penalty in the last minute. Yeah, you can't come back from that. That's it. No. All over. Called a cop was all over, and it, I felt so depressed. I've got to have a little, you know, a bit of uh, been working for you know had a long time working, but get a couple of days off, you know, bank holiday or whatever it was, just chill out. And I was got to the hotel. I was I was in bits. I was in absolute bits. One there, oh dear. Now, another game. Oh, I was this, there for that game. Like you never did you? Yeah, it's one of it. Yeah, this is, uh, like I said, the first season that I really started going away games. So I was 17. I'd started work the year before and I was quite flush. And I went to a lot of quite, a, I'm looking at the list there and I'm thinking, oh God, I went to that one and that one. But yeah, I, I was there at your, Keith Houchin score, didn't he? And but a couple of years later, he redeemed himself. by Yeah, Tottenham. Yeah. Um, the next game I'm going, I went to this one. This one I did go to, hands up. We played away to Man United. It was a Friday night. We got beat 4 2. Yeah. That. Now, the, what happened with us? I went from work, and this guy we used to know, their firm had a box at Man United behind the goal. So, me and my boss, and a couple of others, played, and a guy I still see at, at the Emirates, a good friend of mine, we all went out there, we got invited out. Sit in the box, and we and you're on this like little table, um, looking at the game. United went one nil up. We went one all, and then we scored to make it two one. Woodcock scored yep. just for half time, and my pal jumped up and went, "Yeah!" I went, "No, no, <laughs> don't do that." 
And I, because I was on the floor banging the floor up, but I'm looking up and going, no, you don't. Anyway, we get a tap on the window. Some United supporters giving it, oh, giving it some yeah. of that. And he was, I think he, I couldn't understand the words he was saying, but they weren't for Queen's English, put it that way. <laughs> anyway, they, second half, they scored, bang on the window, giving it us again. They went three, two up, banging on the window. I said, your pals here, it was Jeff. He's my, my mate called Jeff. Jeff, your pals here again. And he bangs and he goes right to all of us. They're all sitting in by the window, all sick, because that's where you are, with a bar. Like yeah. a bar. And he's going, I'm going to do the fourth goal went in. He knocked in there. You know what he did? Do you fancy a drink after the game? <laughs> and there we go. And Cheeky bugger. Tell you what, I'm not, I didn't enjoy that for so many different reasons. That was our first live game, wasn't it? First ever live game yeah. on the telly for us. Was it really? It was, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it's Friday night, and I'm thinking, Friday night, yeah. thinking, yeah, great. I haven't got to go up to Manchester to watch us. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, this game I went to, I remember for reasons, Coventry away that season. I don't know if you went to that one. No, I didn't, and I know why I didn't. I wasn't well. Oh, right. Yeah, and there, you know, there's a follow-on story from that, but I won't go into it here. Well, the, the reason I remember, I can, in my mind, I can vividly remember that me and my couple of my pals were standing, you stood, by the halfway line of the side, right? And I think there was only a few of us, Arsenal. I think the Arsenal might have been, I don't know why we were there. We, we weren't over bright then, we weren't in the right place. Anyway, we're standing there. We went 1-0 down. Then in the second half, I think it was, Coventry got a penalty. They missed yeah. it, had Jennings saved it. And then with about four minutes to go, we equalised. We were, we were doing everything. We couldn't score. It was like, it's a bit like the Newcastle game. Couldn't score. Yeah. And then about four minutes to go, uh, I think Woodcock nicked one. And then right in nine seconds, Mariner got one. And we're yeah. jumping around. There's about three of us. It's like, we obviously, the other Arsenal support was in the ground, but it was a vivid, that one. Also, a nice home game that season was Arsenal Arsenal 3, Liverpool 1. The Liverpool were, of course. Talbot yeah. got two crackers. One from a free kick. A free kick. He scored against Newcastle the week before in a, from a free it. kick. Yeah, exactly it, the yeah. same. It went up and over, didn't it? It's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Talbot's got... And he had a great header as well. Some yep. steaming in with a header. And Walcott got one. I think he come... Anderson crossed it. It came out yep. into the box. And Woodcock, as fast as you like, smashed it right back in. That was a very... And they, as I say, they were different. And you know what? It's 40... Yeah, 44 years to the day that we signed Brian Talbot. Oh, right, yeah, from, from Ipswich, halfway from that. that season, yeah, that was yeah. a good sign in that, yeah. brilliant. But that, that Liverpool game put us top of the league, and that was the first time I'd seen us <laughs> top of the league. We hadn't been top of the league during the season since 1972-73, I think. Really? What time? Yeah. yeah. So I remember coming, and that was, again, that was over 50,000 there. I think that might have been the possibly the first 50,000 crowd I've been in. Wow, you know, I felt that you know, I was up on the clock in Liverpool were a great team then. They were, yeah. they were fantastic, and we absolutely run riot with them. Murdered you know, them. Yeah. In also that season, and I think it's the next season as as, as well. And either tickets to get into the game, we played Forest that season, and a West Lower seat that's reserved was mm -hmm. four pound fifty. The right. upper one was five pound fifty. And that was, I think, the, I looked on the next season as well, and it was similar, similar prices. Mm -hmm. But that ain't bad. Now, and, and that, now that, that was the first season that I had a season ticket, but I had a terrace season ticket. And I think I paid 44 or 45 quid for that. What does that mean? You can get in, but you're not guaranteed where you're sitting? You no, know, you just, it allows you to go onto the terraces. You could stand the season ticket. I'm staying. I've got you, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I didn't know you get season tickets for that. Yeah, I think they brought them in a couple of years before that. And I thought, hey, I'll have one of them. And it was brilliant because we had our own turnstile. So oh, that Liverpool right. day... Oh, you were flash. You, you made it, Yeah, and they just walked you in, yeah. It. Yeah, like uh, Mark C says, Talbot's goal-scoring figures are, are good. He was midfielder yeah. as well. We're shown live in the... Oh, I don't remember... Oh, I wouldn't have seen it anyway. I was going away. I don't remember that. I thought it was much later we used to do that, but no, it could be right. What else we got here? It's, oh, that's... Who's that? Yeah, yeah, terrific. Yeah. Midfield Dynamo, he was. Yeah. That's Richard, isn't it? I was at the old... 
Well, it wasn't the greatest uh, day for you, Richard, was it? Like most Arsenal's, Paul Jennings worse than all the others. Um, now then, we're going to go into the next season. But round just, about just, that can, time, we, can, can we just stay on one go? Go back to one, one game. Sorry. Then. So, um, yeah, after that Man United game, we had a pretty poor run of games of of, of, of games, and um, then we we beat Newcastle away. I went up to that one. Um, that was unusual about that time beating Newcastle away. You didn't have a great it, record in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we drew with Hereford in the FA Cup, and if if, if you thought York was cold, Hereford was colder. And then, then we played uh, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. So this was the first season they'd come up. And um, I'd started work the year before um, as an apprentice at British Telecom. And um, one of the one of my mates was a Chelsea fan. And another one, he, he sort of a bit like he, he was a bit of an Everton fan because they'd started playing well. But he, he played for Enfield uh, as youth team, so he's a very good footballer himself. And we agreed that we'd go to see Chelsea Arsenal. So we've got a Chelsea fan, an Everton fan, and an Arsenal fan. So what we followed our, wrong? Yeah, so we followed our mate Reg. We're all 17 years old, all green, you know, wet behind the ears. And so uh, we followed Reg in his Chelsea scarf, and he's taken us into the, the shed. Oh, my God. <laughs> so um, I can't remember who scored first. I think it might have been Chelsea scored first. And, of course, the shed's erupted. And what can I do? I've got to jump up and cheer with them. <laughs> God, no. Um, and then, I, I don't know what was happening, but the Chelsea fans, it seemed as if they could sense that I was an Arsenal fan. And you could hear mumblings and whisperings and looking around. And Reg said, we'd better go and move over to somewhere else. So we went and moved. And it we was all right then. And then Arsenal scored. And I've got to stand there going, Whoa, you? <laughs> to save my skin. So uh, the game finished one all, which wasn't too bad. So we've made our way back to the state. Is it Fulham Broadway Station? The closest yeah, one to yeah. Chelsea? Broadway, yeah. So then they kept the Arsenal fans in for half an hour after the game. You know, because so this is at the height of the, the football violence thing. You know, that makes it safe, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, we've got to Fulham Broadway. Now, Reg lives in Dagenham. Uh, me and Luke, we live, uh, I lived in Chesham, he lived in Turkey Street. So we want to get off at, get a tube to um, Victoria. And Reg wants to go to Dagenham. So we waited for one to come in and we all wanted to go, go back together. And it was not going up to Dagenham. And then the next one comes in, it's not going up to Dagenham. The next one comes in, it's going up to Dagenham. Where, where's all these tubes that are supposed to go to Dagenham? And, and by this time, they'd let the Arsenal fans out. And now, remember that the, they used to have them sort of like metal gates that they used to pull across yeah. the, the tubes. The, the, the police have pulled them shut. But there's like thousands of Arsenal fans there baying at the, at the gates, baying for our blood because they can see Reg with his Chelsea shirt on. They're going, oh, we're going to fucking have you. Oh, no. and, and I'm thinking... So I've managed to escape getting beaten up by Chelsea fans. Now I'm going to get my head kicked in by Arsenal fans. <laughs> the next one's come in, and luckily it's a Dagenham one. And we've gone and sat down, and the, door, the doors didn't shut on the train. Come on, come on, come on! <laughs> and, then, and then what's happened is the doors have closed. They've closed the doors on the train, and as they've done that, they've pulled the metal gate open. So as the tube has just started to pull out, all these thousands of Arsenal oh, fans have swarmed onto the platform, bashing on the side of the train just as we're going out. Oh, yeah. So, Unbelievable. Yeah, happy days. Happy days, yeah. <laughs> I've had some near misses as well over the years. I don't know why I yeah. did it. I must have been mad, perhaps I am mad. Yeah. Anyway, right, let's go to the next season. We came seventh again. Woodcock was our top scorer with 11 goals. But our top overall goal scorer was Nicholas with 18. Yeah. Don Howe gave... He scored a lot of goals in the FA Cup, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Season, yeah. Terrific. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, but Don Howe was our manager, as we spoke about, and he gave debuts to like the likes of Adams, Rowcastle, Quinn. In fact, someone's got that up there anyway, I think. Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh, Adam... oh, no, that's actually funny. It's my, my notes, and it's bang on, Mark. So, <laughs> yeah. You're not behind me, are you? <laughs> no, bang on. Yeah, I remember that. He was he was good. 
He, he gave a lot of, though he gave debuts to the youngsters. Yeah. He also bought a lot of players as well that not not stifled, but didn't give a chance to perhaps as many as he might have done. But no, he was he was very good for us, Don Howe. Let's face it. Now then, the trouble was. We, the ball, the Arsenal ball, had big aspirations of where the club should should be, and they were behind the scenes having a, a little chat with uh, Terry Venables as rumours mm-hmm. went. Yep. Don Howe spoke to them. It was in March of that of that five six season, having 1986, and went. Um, I've heard rumours, blah blah. Because things then you did hear things. You know, the Marvin Gaye used to hear him on the grapevine. So yeah, yeah, and the ball wouldn't give him an answer if they had. So obviously they had. And he resigned on the 22nd of March that year. Steve Birkenshaw took over. And I think we lost five out of our next seven league games. It was a sport. pretty poor run after that, yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, give you a clue. 26th of April after that, we played West Brom at home. We drew to all. And the attendance was 14,800. I, I can remember sitting on the terraces watching that game. You went, I there went. Was, I yeah, there was so well. few people. We were 2 0 up at half time. West Brom were absolutely appalling. They were an absolute rubbish team. 2 0 up against them at half time. And then I think they had a big, tall, blonde fella, George Riley. I don't know if he scored one or two. Was that the one who went at Watford? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so and we, we, we were just completely apathetic. You know, the, the, the team didn't give a toss, and neither did we. Basically, it's just you know seeing the season out. Um, yeah, it was horrible, horrible times. Yeah. And then um, we another game again. We beat Liverpool that season. We only thirty five thousand turned up at home that season. We beat Liverpool at home two 0 And I remember it because I think Noel Quinn scored in his debut. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He, he was uh, it's sort of like quite a late um, addition into the team. I can't remember. I assume it's probably been Woodcock that was injured. Yeah, it might have been because the other one who played and scored was Nicholas, so it might have probably been Woodcock. Yeah, yeah. It was a great win. I mean, this young kid, come on, gangly young kid, and yeah. scored. I mean, it was just. I think we were two nil up at half time, if I remember, because I remember looking left for both goals. I could be wrong, but I think it was yeah. two nil at half time. Yeah, wondering when, one wondering, one. wondering when Liverpool were going to come back and, and equalise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I think they were that good. Let's face it. Yeah, they were like, but they had, they had the foot. I mean, going for a long time, Liverpool, they had they used to win the league a hell of a lot of the time. And what they yeah. used to do is they used to buy the best player in the league for them for the next season. Mm-hmm. And that's before you used to, and it was only used to be like home players, they had the pick. Whoever the best player was, the buying they weren't necessarily playing for the next season, even they put them in the reserves to that's learn right, yeah. away. All of a sudden, they'd come in their first team the next season, they'd be a world beater. He was good anyway, let's face it. The, the guys they bought, I mean, were, fans, were great players anyway. They were very, very good. They turned them into great players. And it just had a... And I used to think, when's it ever going to stop? How can Liverpool... Because they're not. They're doing it every year. Nothing's yeah. changing. It's the same old, same old. Yeah. So, and and, and they... They weren't just getting great individual players, they were getting great team players. So they, they could mould them all into the same team. You know, yeah. other teams would buy, Man United were notorious for it. They'd go out and spend loads of money on players and they'd be really good players, but they were just no good together as a team. They were no. just like they're all individuals. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I remember those games used to be next yeah. to each other. Yeah. Oh, what have we got here? Played three games in four days, didn't we? That, that, yeah, that was when that was at the same time as the Watford two Watford games, and we played um, Tottenham a couple of days before. Mark remembers the game because he tells us yeah. the only time he ever went in the clock in. Well, at least you know, at least you knew the time, Mark. That game. And someone yeah, look, I, was, I was just looking through the list of games. Now, obviously, I went to all the home games, but I just can't. I can hardly remember any of them. There you know, so little happened in them. I know, I know. I, I was looking through, doing a research, and I don't remember that. You know what, as well? You know when you have a, your brain, when you have a bad injury, your brain forgets about it sometimes. Yeah. A bad incident. I think this might have happened to me. Look <laughs> this. I don't remember this, and I should do. Oh, yeah, I do not remember it. I remember, I remember, the, 
I remember the six one defeat against Everton. I don't I think Wayne Clark <laughs> scored two or three. Oh Wayne Clark. Wayne Clark. Wayne Clark. Wayne Clark. <laughs> Yeah, but that season, I, I stopped I stopped going to so many away games that season. And what I did was I went and watched the reserves. Now, yeah. I've got a list of reserve games up here. And the, the start of the season, they were absolutely unplayable. Right? So the first six games of the season, they won every single one of them. And they scored 26 goals and conceded one. I bet we had some potential stars in those two we, we did, you know. So... So the seventh game was I went to, and it's one of the brilliant, most, most brilliant games I've ever been to. We played Charlton. And Charlton had uh, Steve Grit, a guy called Tony Towner, who played over 400 league games, and Alan Kirbishley. Did he play for Man City? I think he did, yeah. yeah. So our team, we had uh, Reese Wilmot in goal. Yeah. Now, he'd, he'd been around a few years, and he'd been out on loan, so he was a good goalie. Gus Caesar, who still hadn't made his league debut at that time, he was right back. Right. Michael Thomas, who still again hadn't made his uh, league debut. A 16-year-old called Paul Turner. So he he was from Chesant, the same as where as I was living. He went straight into the reserve team, age 16. He was like fantastic box-to-box players. He's the, the player with the most potential I've ever seen playing for Arsenal. It was unbelievable. And I'll come on and say what tell you what happened to him. Uh, Tony Adams, Colin Hill, him. yeah, yeah Martin Hayes. I don't think Hayes had made his debut by then. David Rowcastle before he'd made his debut. Niall Quinn again, he hadn't made his debut. And then it, they they'd experimented and they put Chris White up front as a centre forward. As a centre forward, that was yeah. different. And a, and a and a young lad called Greg Allen who was like a Charlie Nicholas wannabe. And this team was absolutely ripping apart teams that had, you know, uh, they were reserve teams, but they had a lot of seasoned pros in them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Chris White scored a hat trick in the first ten minutes. Oh. We were six 0 up at half time. <laughs> Michael Thomas had scored one of the greatest goals I've ever seen. He he, he picked someone passed the ball to him. He was just running over the halfway line. He beat two of their players without having to touch the ball. And then he's just run on, you know, and slammed it past the goalkeeper. Chris White ended up with six goals and we won 12-0. 12-0? 12 nil. 12 nil. Yeah, we're sitting there. What is happening here? Unbelievable. So, Funny you should... Sorry, they, they ended up scoring 124 goals that season in the reserves. And they still games? didn't win it. How many games? Four. They played 41. That's three a game? Yeah. Wow. And... Uh, but but this, this this youngster Paul Turner, he um, he was a fantastic box to box midfielder. He's like Steve Williams. He was, and he, he was just coming at sixteen years old, and he was running the midfield in all these games. Brilliant. And then uh, he, he picked up a slight injury, and they put him back down into the youth team. Uh, and then I think Steve Williams and Stuart Robson came back from injury, so he couldn't get back into the no, reserve. Right. And then he, he played in the youth team against Tottenham. So Tottenham's training ground was in Chesant. So I walked up there to, to watch that game. And after about five minutes, one of the Tottenham players come straight through him and done his knee, done his, his oh. knee ligaments. And he was never the same after that. So he'd had like two of the most brilliant months, you know, as a footballer, you know, you can have. And that was it. He, he he recovered, but he didn't recover properly. No, if he no, if no. it had happened now, he would have come back. And he, yeah, yeah. Fine. You talk. You spoke about Gus Caesar. His league deb- hadn't made his league debut. I was at his league debut away to Man United. Yeah, he was brilliant. One one. No, Charlie Nicholas scored. Yeah, he was brilliant in that game. Yeah. And I think he, he played against Tottenham a few days later, and he marked Glenn Hoddle out of the game. Well, we I tell you, he played against. Oh. Jesper Olsen, I think he played against in his league debut. Mm-hmm. He did play well, yeah. Right, um, now what we're going to do, I'm going to show you a couple of old programmes. Mm-hmm. Style of them years ago. First we've got that one. Uh, yeah. So, so the, the two guys on the left, Tommy Coleman and Terry Burton. Ah, it's Tommy Coleman. Is that, I don't know who that was. I know I knew the Burton yeah. guy. Um, he, they were coaches at... Uh, for I don't know if they used to do all these in schools, but they certainly did Holloway 
when I was there at the late seventies. I didn't know really know who they were. And then a few years later, oh blimey, as a youth team coach, and you know, then Burton was reserve team coach for a while. Uh, sorry, first team coach for a while. Did he go to Wimbledon? Yeah. And he came back to Arsenal was uh, in the in the youth in the youth team setup. Now this was the Newcastle game. That's the same program. That's the look at the teams. Yeah. Paul Davis is in the team there, and also Newcastle. Kent Glenn Roder, remember him? Yeah. He uh, died a couple of years ago, quite young, didn't he? Did he? Oh, of course he did. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Peter yeah, Beardsley. Yeah, and Chris Waddle. Chris Waddle, God, dear. Right, what we got on over here? Let's move on. See the, the programs that season and the season before—they changed every week. We used to have the same program. Yeah. I, d I don't know if you know, but where, you, where you've got them programs, programs from is my site. Oh right, <laughs> is it yes, your the site? Arsenal, the Arsenal collection is yeah. my website. Like a yeah. lot of them, some of them I've got here. Yeah, I've actually got, but I haven't got all my programs from that, mm -hmm. those seasons. I've got some, so I was struggling, and some are not in a great condition. To be honest with you. Yeah. And this is the Stoke team. I've got a little questionnaire for people. If they can see that, see if I don't know if you can see. Do you see better like? Yeah. Do you see it better yeah, like that? that? Yeah, I can see that. Right. What are the? I don't know if you can see the whole thing. What What's the connection with the Stoke team Arsenal players? Well, Steve Bold is the obvious one, and Alan Hudson. Yeah. And Robbie James. Who? Robbie James. What's the connection with Arsenal? He played uh, a game on trial for our youth team in the early 70s. Oh, oh, sorry, that's the reverse yeah, in the 1970s. Come on, it's not. We, we, we were looking to sign him. He, he came and played a game and then he left after a week because he was homesick. I didn't know that. Well, great night. And there's one other connection. Um, uh, oh, Mark Chamberlain. Yes, yes, well done. Is he Alex's? I'm not sure if he's his oh, uncle. That's he's, he's his father. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You can see we had the scoreboard then, but without the without the letters, because we didn't yep. have, we used to have it over the, the loudspeaker by that time, not yep. in the corners. Mm -hmm. Today's ref. I think we should do that now. Perhaps we can get the ref on our side. <laughs> that might help. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kenny Sanson scored a great goal in that game from the edge of the box. And he just yeah. dinked it over Peter Fox's head. Oh, good player, wasn't he? Kenny Sanson. Yeah. Good player. What player? What else we got here? A little, very quick. We got a, a um, in the match. They used to do about different players. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Charlie Nicholas. All about him. Or his favourite football. His favourite, sorry, pop artist and all that. His favourite, his favourite that. Was his car and all, all that. And Coventry. Well, I got this one because that's the game yeah. that I went to when we won two one. Yeah, that's the match report in the program. So the next season five six, which we're covering. Again, that's Rocky's that's debut. Slightly, that's Rocky. Yeah, so that, that was his Jeff. debut against Newcastle. He hit the post. I think he had a header that went against the post. Was that, I, was that his um, debut against Newcastle? Yeah, yeah. My, the, my, my mates I stood on the clock end with, I used, like I say, I used to go and watch the reserves. And I was telling them about all these players. And they're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, and I told them, you know, when Rocastle made his debut, I said, oh, this guy is absolutely fantastic. Gone, yeah, 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 and then he just came on and just run the show. And they gone, Wow, he's good, isn't he? This one is good, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different class, different class. This is, um, again, then they were talking about different players. There's an article on Paul Davis, mm -hmm. big Arsenal legend. There, he's been on the, he's been on the Richard show over and over All again. Right. That was very good. This is which game is this? This is the Ipswich cover, again, changed Look at those colors of the other team. I thought, what team's that? Yeah, that's where Aston Villa. So oh Chris God, White played. Uh, Chris White played his centre forward in the first team for that game. That was the first time they tried him, and he, he scored. Uh, and I think Graham Graham Mix, I can remember, scored twice. And he also had a, a shot from the halfway line. I think it's when we we might. I think it was a lot of early goals, and from the kickoff, he's seen a Aston Villa. Was that Graham Rix's? Was that Graham Rix's debut? No, no, that that was uh, 77, wasn't it? When he made his debut, and it wasn't O'Leary's debut either. No, I thought someone made a debut that day. I've got that one wrong. Better the drawing board. Better the drawing board. Right. Um, 
Let's go on to this. Now, this, believe it or not. Look at that. Would you like one of those for Christmas? Didn't we all want one of them in our... I didn't have a car at the time. I don't think I even started driving then. Um, yeah. was on the back of our programme. Yeah. That took up the whole of the... You would never get that now. <laughs> they are our sponsors, JVC. Yeah. That took up the whole of the back of the... No team. You've got to look for your team there. It's not on the back like it used to be for about 40 years. And these, just to explain to people who haven't seen these type of contraptions, which we loved at the time, they were car radios that you could take in and out of your car. The problem is that people used to take them in and out of your car that didn't belong to them. You used to have yeah. to keep buying new ones if you're unlucky. That, that happened to me at an Arsenal game. Someone really? Yeah. I, I, what I did was I took it out because it was like, you know, a big, really big, thick book, wasn't it? And I yeah. didn't really want to carry it around to the, into the stadium with me. So I used to put it under the passenger seat, thinking no one would notice it there. And obviously, every, all the tow rags think, well, all they're going to do is take it out and stick it under the seat. So they broke in and, and nicked it. I mean, I imagine how many windows were smashed, take, you know, doing that. Yeah, um, yeah. We've got here, we've got a little someone here saying, he was there, where were you? Oh, well, it must be somewhere. Oh, it. yeah. Just mentioned about Jesper Olsen. He also played uh, in the reserves. I think it was wow. 70, 78, 79. Now we've got Terry back. I'm frightened to think what he's going to put, but we're going to look at it anyway. No, so far, so good, Terry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nice story. <laughs> <laughs> never lets me down terry never lets me down oh dear what other comments we got here <laughs> it's true what mark c says though back when bold had hair yeah yeah you're right richard when bold uh, when mark chamberlain's dad well done so what else we got here Did they both play together? They never played in the same team, did they? Who's that? Um, father and son, the, the, the Chamberlains never played in the same team. Oh, he got his, cane, his car broken into as well. Yeah. Well, as he said, he's two games on a, in a row. Well, the set, after I had my stereo nicked, the following week, I parked in exactly the same place. They nicked the car. Oh, what an idiot. Oh, dear. Right. Now then, I'm just very quickly, we're, uh, something here, what am I, I'm missing something else here, hold on, no, no, let's go, let's see if that works, no. right, now I'm going to go through a few things, I'll do that, hide that, now then, from 1985, I've done the middle season here, just do a couple of things that happened, take you back memory lane, non-football, Live Aid was on that year, yeah, I remember that. I know where I was when that started. I was in Gantt yeah. Hill by, buying my first ever CD player. You're joking. I used to, well, used to live in, you know where Clay Hall is? No, I, I was Live just told, mate of mine just said, go to Gantt Hill, there's this record shop that sells CD players. And I went and I just went to the shop, bought it and then went home again. Oh, right. I, um, so I used to live, well, my aunt lived in Gantt Hill, but we used to live up the road at Ilford, literally up the road. So, uh, I mean, and I lived not far from Gantsy until I moved to, I moved to Enfield actually about eight months ago. Oh, right, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Easier to get to Arsenal now. Right, that's not the reason I moved. Uh, what have we got here? Oh, uh, Greenpeace ship Rainbow Warrior is sunk when the French agents plant a bomb on it. <laughs> the Route 66 is removed from the United States, United States highway system. Nintendo releases the NES in North American markets during October. Ah, Michael Jordan is named as the rookie NBA's rookie of the year, and the pop, one of the popular films was The Color Purple. Mm -hmm. Mikhail Gorbachev replaced uh, Kachen, uh, Kachenko, the Soviet leader. Boris Becker uh -huh, becomes the youngest winner at 17 to win the Wimbledon title. Right, I mean, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I mean, yeah, going I thought, back. I 
I thought that was a couple of years later, but I didn't realise it was early as 85. 85. I mean, going back to around about that time, you you never used to get any youngsters winning anything. Even 20-year-olds never used to win. You used to get the 25, the old pros, 27-year-olds. For a 17-year-old yeah. to win, it was like, what the... No one ever heard of him. No. Yeah, this is it. The first, the first mobile phone call is made in the UK <laughs> by Ernie Wise. <laughs> I tell you what, isn't um, Matthew Boss, Paul Costello, Costello, said properly, Costello, is shot on the orders of John Gotti. Remember John J. Gotti? Allegedly, I'm saying, but it's all up there. That's <laughs> also, I think I'll be all right. But he had the High Soul Stadium disaster in Belgium that yeah. time. That was horrible. Yeah. Now, artists, this is who was like around then, uh, was like, they didn't start then. It was like they were big in the charts, all of these artists. There's yeah. Ray Charles, Bob Dylan, Michael Jackson, Billy Joel, Cindy Lauper, Willie Nelson, Lionel Richie, Smokey Robinson. Oh, fantastic. Kenny Rogers, Diana Ross, Paul Simon, Bruce Springsteen, Tina Turner, Stevie Wonder. Oh, fantastic. And that was when they made, obviously, We Are the World, US, USA for Africa. Yeah. Popular yeah. films going back. Rambo, part two, First Blood. Rocky Four, told you about the colour purple. Out of Africa, mm -hmm. Cocoon. Do you remember that one? Did you watch that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good film. Yeah, yeah the old people who became young again. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do it myself. Uh, <laughs> a View to a Kill. That's James Bond. Mad Max Beyond the Thunder. I remember watching it around then. Funny enough. Yeah. So I remember. Uh, so who was around then? Madonna. Mind you, it's been around for years, isn't it? The yeah. Cure. <laughs> yeah. Phil Collins and Dave Bowie. Right. Now, born in this year, 85, was Cristiano Ronaldo, Lewis Hamilton, and Bruno Mars. And as te technology goes, the FDA approves blood tests for AIDS. All right, yeah. Microsoft releases the first version of Windows. Oh, this is one that's cost a lot of people a lot of money. Switzerland, recently I'm talking about, Switzerland is the first country to bring into law catalytic converters on private oh, yeah. cars. Uh -huh. I don't feel like I've never been nicked recently. That's <laughs> a big thing around. Oh, compact discs are introduced to the American consumers. Now then, I'm going to... Um... Oh, this is, what, this is quite funny to a degree. British scientists, why did they do it? I don't know. Discovered a hole in the Earth's ozone layer. What problems have we had since then? Sorry, say that again, what? They discovered a hole in the Earth's ozone layer. Yeah. That's when it started. Green, green, green. Right, now, now then, I'll tell you what, just very quickly, we'll do this because it's uh, what things cost then and now. Mm -hmm. A bottle of whiskey in 1985 cost seven quid. When you put it up to um, inflation, it would cost eighteen pounds. That's about right, isn't it? Now, eighteen twenty. I don't, I don't know. I've never been a whiskey drinker, so I've, yeah. Right. Let's see what else we got here. Did you smoke? No, never no. smoked. Anyway, you might have seen it in the in the um, tobacconist. Cigarettes then for twenty cigarettes cost one pound fifteen, which put up to inflation is three pound. It's probably about I don't know. I don't smoke four or five quid. But this is the ones that are really funny. In Curry's, what did a 22-inch Grundig colour TV cost in 1985? 1985. Well, I, I didn't buy my first big colour TV until 87. I paid about 450 quid for it, which is like a ridiculous amount then. So I'll go yeah. for about 400 quid. Not bad, 340. Right. Which, if you put it up to inflation, is 880. So it's obviously cheaper now. This is a big one. A VHS recorder. Bought it right. cost in 1985. Oh, uh, I'll go for 300 quid. Not bad, 370. I mean, God, dear. Because you're paying for the invention, aren't you? That's it, yeah, yeah. And, and this is obviously going to be silly. Average house, house price? Um, 35 grand. Not bad, 43. Not bad. You know, that's what things cost. On. There's a few more, but not really. A lot of them are drinks, so we leave that one on. So there we go. We've done Highbury memory, Highbury matters, Highbury everything, and Arsenal, of course, matters and everything.
So uh, thank you very much. We normally do it for about 60 minutes. We've just gone over, so I'll probably get told off. I could get banned. You know, I'm a bit worried about that. Hope Richard's in a good mood. But no, thank you very much. I've learned a lot tonight as well, to be honest with you. I've, I've been at games, and you've reminded me of things I don't even, I didn't realise. So first of all, thank you for coming on. It's been brilliant. It's thank been you an for your absolute time. pleasure. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good, because I'm sure the people that watched it get in the comments as well. Let's get some more comments on. I used the right mouse. Uh, Andy, I might be better off. So what we got here? Terry Waite's got to go. Terry, that's not good enough, mate. It says here, someone says, the kid who won the junior Wimbledon, that was, was older than Becker. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, dear. What's Mark C? He said the sink uh, came out. No, he never, that never. That C five was a little like a two seater or a one seater, wasn't it? Was it a one? It's a one seater one, yeah. God, that, no, it wasn't successful. Driven around in one of them. The first electric car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Brenna, thank you very much. Thank you. No, thanks very, very much. As I say before, coming on, really enjoyed it. Nice to. Have, uh, I'm glad that we got together. Been looking forward to it. And it's been great. So have a good evening. What's left of it? And let's hopefully we have a good time the weekend, eh? Yeah, three points in a bag we want. Yes, yes, please. Yeah, yes, please. No, no excuses. So thanks very much. And uh, I'll, be, I'll be along in about a couple of weeks' time with another great guest. Thanks. Thanks very much, Andy. Speak soon. Cheers. All the best, mate. Bye. <laughs>